unexplained phenomena, unknown entities, unidentified flying objects, mythical creatures and secret conspiracies. This radio show presents information based on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to present some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. You're listening to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. Now, let's get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. I'm really happy. Um, Didn't know when this day would happen, but now it's here. The Paranormal Podcast is back on the air. So with that being said, uh, I think we have some answers for you. I know a lot of people are asking, where'd you guys go? Why so many months in between shows? Well, it's been a a long road back and there were a lot of complications along the way um so let's just get to it basically 
there was a situation at the end of last season. Now, people who have listened to the show know we generally don't record shows over the holiday season because everybody's too busy. No one's going to listen anyway. So that's when we generally end the season. Well, it ended a little bit earlier than that last year because I had had an interview set up with someone and recorded the interview was literally a day away from recording the rest of the show to go around the interview. And this was a big interview. It was with somebody very famous and they don't do a lot of shows. So I was really happy to have that. But unfortunately the day, day before the, we were supposed to record the show, Chris and I, I got a message from the person who, the guest who was supposed to, who was, uh, in the, in the interview. And what had happened was they said something that they technically weren't allowed to say. Um, there was some information that they gave out by mistake. And what happened was once they said what they did, it changed the whole interview. Almost every question I had after that, um, was fed off of the information they had given me. So, unfortunately, they asked me, hey, listen, I could get in a lot of trouble if, or not they get trouble, but it might start a lot of trouble if the interview actually got out there. So, me, I'm not a jerk, and I and trust me, I appreciate when I have the guests I do. I said, okay, no problem. We'll scrap the interview, and we'll record something at a different time. Um, but unfortunately that left me in a big hole and I talked to Chris and I said, listen, let's not, um, do the show. We'll skip it for a week. And actually that's actually a little bit incorrect because there was a second, that was the second in a chain of incidents. The first incident was me and Chris was supposed to record a show. And at the very last second, I got information that, I was going to get this guest. Unfortunately, it was going to be the day after we were supposed to record. So I said to Chris, why don't we delay the show for a week? Because this is a big get for the show. Would have been really, I mean, if you guys would have loved it. I know I loved it in recording it. But so then that led to the interview to where I, where I said, you know, everybody um, agreed. All right, we can't air this interview. So now we're one, two, three weeks in the hole without a show. Then me and Chris talk and we're going to go on the air. And I wind up getting sick the day of airing. I lose my voice. Winter cold. What are you going to do? I, I just, I lost my voice and can't record a show that way. Well, came to the next week of recording and um, still didn't get my voice back. And then we had all kinds of scheduling problems. Um, Chris and myself are on two very different schedules. Well, lo and behold, we couldn't work out a night to record the show. And this went on for weeks. And finally, we'd hit the holidays and just said, all right, we can't do this. It's, it's, we got to just put it on hold, come back after the holidays. Well, in late November... I was moving to a new place, a much bigger home, and really excited about that. But, of course, it meant packing up the studio. Well, 
I was real lazy because, it, again, it was the holidays and whatnot. So we move into the new place. We go, get through the holidays. Come January, I hadn't set up the new studio. I had a lot of new gear, a lot of new software. Um, you know, everything, everything just was going to be bigger, better. The studio that I'm in um, is very large. It's airy. I have more room to move around. I have better microphones. And again, I'm using this really fantastic new software that hopefully sounds good because this is a total test uh, today. And I can't really tell. In my mind here, through my headphones, I should say, I have a slight echo and I don't know if that's on your end or not. Hopefully it's not. Um, but we'll figure that out later. Okay, so... Getting back to what I was saying, it took a while to set up the studio because it's not just a podcast studio. This is actually my music recording studio. So besides setting up the gear for the podcast, um, I, I had to set up all kinds of guitar equipment, amps, everything else. And it just took a long time. Um, I had to wait for furniture to come in and... Just finally, the the studio is finished, but we have another problem, which is again scheduling. Um, Chris is um, really busy at this time of year. Uh, she's got a lot going on, so I kind of we just sat down. And, uh, I talked to her recently, and I said, "Hey, I got to get on with the show." So just to let you guys know. Chris is still involved with the show, um, just that she's going to be on a little bit of a break uh, until probably after, to like mid-fall, because right now she's got a lot going on, um, and it's all good stuff, so and so don't think that anything happened between us or whatever, because not, me and her are still great friends, and she will be back on the show, just it's going to be a few months, so... In the meantime, you're going to be stuck with me. Um, but I'm going to look to have some uh, guest hosts um, on periodically. I'm also going to have Jen. She's going to join us for a few shows. And we're going to talk about some of our ghost hunting exploitations and some of our other um, you know, adventures that we go on. So that'll be fun. Uh, we're probably going to do some shows from the field. But now here's the big thing that I'm excited about. I've decided instead of a bi-weekly show uh, or a semi or every other week, whatever you want to call it, bi-weekly, um, that we're going to do a weekly show. And the way this is going to work is tonight's a special night in time because I wanted to get a show on the air. But the shows are going to be moving back to Mondays. But that is a little up in the air because I'm kind of um, considering what we're going to be up against. It's going to be football season soon. And what I'm finding is, believe it or not, we, when we go through the demographics, we are getting a lot of female listeners who maybe aren't into football. But the male listeners, while football is on, aren't there. They usually listen after the fact. So... We may move the day. We may, may move it to Tuesdays. We're kind of looking at that. Um, but here's some really exciting news. We're going to be doing 
obviously the regular podcast, but we're going to also going going to be doing some live shows uh, via Spreaker, and that's Spreaker Internet Radio. When we do live shows, we will have the chat room open, so you can get involved. You can ask questions, um, comments, and that sort of thing. So it'll make the show much more interactive. So what we're probably going to do with that is we're going to um, do a live show. The live show will then be put up on every other show. So... Every week, you'll get the recorded, um, I should say, you'll get every other week, you'll get the recorded podcast. What'll happen is you'll get a live show in the weeks in between. If you miss the live show, they'll be put onto the podcast. So essentially, we're going to be doing four shows and you're going to get those four shows a month. Two are going to be recorded, two are going to be live. Um, I don't know the timetable right now for the live show. Um, I'm still kind of working with that software as well because it's a whole different um, setup than the podcast. But that should be fun. Also, too, um, I'm not sure what the day the live shows are going to be on. I was originally thinking Thursdays, but again, we're going to run into Thursday night football. So we may wind up doing the show on back-to-back nights, um, but I'm not sure. We'll, that, we'll work all that out, and we'll post that, but look forward to that, and just want everyone to know we're going to be available in more places. Because of Spreaker, it's going to allow us to also put the shows on iHeartRadio, so just in case you missed it, this is where everything is going to be available, so just let me bring it up. So I know for myself, I have notes here because there's too much to remember at this point. Okay, so as always, it'll be will be available on iTunes, will be available on Podbean. Tune in. There'll be the links on Facebook. Will be available on iTunes for Roku. Will be available on Stitcher, uh, Blueberry.com. Um, you'll be able to find us on Roku and just so that we don't have a Roku channel, but there are, uh, ways to listen to us on Roku. One of them is going to be, um, the, one of them is going to be the Blueberry, uh, channel on Roku. Again, the iTunes for Roku and the iTunes for Roku is a private channel, so you'll have to put in the code for that. And what that'll do is upload it to your Roku. Uh, and then from there, anything you have on iTunes will, will instantly go there. So that's good. And then, um, try to think, TuneIn Radio on Roku as well. So those are put how you can listen to us on Roku, if you have a Roku. Now... We're also available now on Pod Directory. Just go into the search, type in Paranormal Pulse. We come right up. Um, and yeah, so that's that's the way. It's it's iTunes, Podbean, TuneIn, Pod Directory, Facebook, uh, iTunes for Roku, Stitcher, Blueberry, Shoutcast, and iHeart and Spreaker coming soon. So there's twelve different ways you can listen to us.
And now that's enough about us. Real quick, I hope you guys like the new opening to the show. Uh, my friend Taryn did the show. She is uh, actually from England. That's not a fake English accent. So I hope you guys liked it. I just had a thing. I really wanted to change the opening, make it a little more modern, but I wanted it to still uh, respect the old opening. So I, I, th- I think it sounds good. Now, we're going to take just a quick second, and we're going to move into the show. So... I'm going to play a quick song, very quick song, and I'm going to come back and we're going to go into our first segment. And in the first segment, just to give you an idea, we're going to talk about the new Ghostbusters movie. All right, so listen to this, folks. Okay, folks, we are back. So now, here's, as some of you know, there is a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. And for those who don't know, it's not Ghostbusters 3. It is a reboot 
which I have mixed feelings on. Anytime we get a Ghostbusters product, I'm very happy. At the same time, this isn't the Ghostbusters product I wanted. Now, I'm going to sound a little bit um, sexist here. I can't stand the fact that they've rebooted it with an all-female cast. And it's not that I have a problem with the all-female cast, because um, I think it's a good cast, but it's not Ghostbusters, in my opinion. And then then they have to go and... Now, the one, then they have to go and make Chris Hensworth do the uh, receptionist role. So now you have four female Ghostbusters, and you have Chris Hemsworth um, as the receptionist. So they've just flipped everything. But they've have they had to keep it still following formula. Um, and what I mean by that is you have three Caucasian Ghostbusters uh, and one African American Ghostbuster. So now I can live with all that. I mean, I, I like the fact that it's... What's the word I'm looking for? I, again, I like the fact that we're getting a new Ghostbusters product. I just don't know if I like the way it's being presented. But now, on top of all the confusion, they're still developing the other Ghostbusters movie. Um, so... We're going to have two Ghostbusters movies. One coming out early 2016. And then one coming out, I believe, either late 2016 or 2017. Now, what we haven't been told is, is the other Ghostbusters movie that's going to be coming out, is that a continuation? Or is that a another reboot? We don't know. Now, I find it interesting that so far, let's talk about the cast of this movie. Uh, the current Ghostbusters that it's coming out in 2016. So we have Chris Hensworth playing Kevin. He's the receptionist. We have Kristen Wiig playing a character named Erin Gilbert. We have Melissa McCarthy playing Abby Yates. We have Kate McKinnon playing Jillian uh, Holtzman. And then we have Leslie Jones playing Patty Tolan. Um, I do like the fact that since it is a reboot, but they're not using the old names. I think that's a good uh, sign that they're going to go for something different instead of saying, oh, it's, you know, female Venkman and female stance and that sort of thing. Now, they do have some other big players in this. Andy Garcia is going to play the New York City mayor. And spoiler alert, in case you haven't heard. Okay. You've given enough time. Bill Murray's making a cameo, and so are Dan Aykroyd. Have not heard yet if Ernie Hudson's going to be in it, but I'm hoping so. Uh, if you're going to have the other two, you might as well have him there. Now, Paul Feig is the director and writer. Now, what I hope they do is that they don't go for the cheap laugh because the one thing is Melissa McCarthy is extremely funny, but everything that she does turns into a fat joke. And I really would rather have them you know, go more on a 
higher intellectual value there than just a fat joke. You know, um, she, again, everything I've seen her do turns into a fat joke. And I don't think we need Ghostbusters to go that direction. So that's that's one thing I'm hoping. Um, now, some of the things that have been released online have been really cool. The uniforms, kind of weird. They almost look like um, sanitation worker uniforms with the bright reflective orange and, and, you know, reflective white stripes. Don't know how I feel about those yet. Um... The other thing is, too, is that the new Proton Packs got the photos came out, and they actually look pretty cool. I actually like that. I think they did a job with that. The one thing a lot of uh, fans are having problem with is the vehicle itself, the new Ecto-1. They moved it up. It, it's, it looks like a late 70s Cadillac um, that they're using, and I don't mind the car so much. But the red vinyl roof is just hideous. And I know I'm nitpicking, but I think they could have done a better job with that. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing how they do it. One of the things that i disappointed in is the fact that I love the fact that the first Ghost Hunters was filmed in New York. I'm a New York guy. I love the fact that it was filmed in New York. What I don't like is the fact that this one is supposed to take place in New York, but it's being filmed in Boston. Boston doesn't look like New York. It doesn't have a feel like New York. Um, so, you know, I again, I'm very mixed in this movie. I'd like to know how you guys feel. Um, what I'm going to do is, if you guys want, post on Facebook on the Paranormal Pulse uh, Facebook page. And let us know what you think of the new Ghostbusters. Tell us if you like it, don't like it, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. You can also call up our hotline number. And that number is area code 805-633-0935. You can call up, leave your name, and leave any comments you have about the new Ghostbusters movie. And we'll put them on the air. Um, more comments we get better because we make another segment and or if you have questions too um about the movie um love to he hear your questions too maybe we can find some answers trying to see if we can get s somebody from the movie on the show and i'm not talking about the big stars because they're not going to come here but you know maybe one of the writers or one you know one of the lower writers or whatever um i know some of my friends have actually had um like little walk-on roles and and that sort of thing. So I want to see if I get one of them on the show, talk about what they've seen so far. But again, looking forward to it with mixed emotions. That's that's the best way I can put it. Looking forward to it with mixed emotions. And again, I want to hear what you guys think. Again, you can comment on Facebook and you can call the number at 805-633-0935. So with that, we're about the halfway point of the show. It's going pretty quick, but I'm going to come back. I got some interesting things for you. So just hang out for a few minutes, not even a minute or two, and we're going to come right back and go right into our next segment. So just hang tight, 
and just remember we love having you guys here share share the page and let everybody you know who's into the paranormal about the show we really appreciate it so if you just want to hang on for a second and we'll be right back welcome to intermission Welcome back to the Paranormal Pulse, folks. Um, hope you like what's going on so far. Again, this show, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants. New software, new studio. So as much as it's a show, it's a test show, too. So if anything is wrong with it, I apologize, and we will get it right. So now, let's move on to the next segment. How many people out there watch Ancient Aliens? It's an interesting show. Um, anybody knows? Anybody who watched that show knows Giorgio Sakalis. He is the guy with the wacky hair. Um, but there are some things people don't know about him. So what we're going to talk about are the top ten things we've learned about Giorgio, and we'll start with number ten. Giorgio is a huge Star Wars fan. Um, he says, Someone asked if I had a favorite movie or TV show about aliens. Oh my gosh, there are too many. I love the Alien franchise. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. Stargate is 100% based on ancient alien theory. And... So, you know, there are many, many science fiction movies and TV shows that are wonderfully embracing the idea of ancient astronauts. I just saw yesterday, that is today, that, or, sorry, yesterday or today, the second Star Wars trailer. And I think I'm all ready to stand in line. Take my money now. So, Giorgio, like me, is a huge Star Wars fan. The number nine thing we learned about Giorgio is he is a huge X-Files fan. Um... He says he's really excited to see it coming back, as I think any of us are. At least I hope. I'm not the only one. Now, the thing, number eight thing that we learned from Giorgio is that, yes, he has seen ancient aliens debunked. And no, it didn't convince him anything. Um... In 2012, Chris Wright wrote and directed Ancient Aliens Debunked. It was a three-hour documentary. Well, Giorgio isn't buying it. A three-hour movie cannot debunk 50 years of research, Giorgio says. I welcome the effort, but it has not in any way, shape, or form changed my opinion. Nor has it changed mine. Now, number seven. Number seven thing we learned about Giorgio. He believes that aliens are among us. 
he says, I'm always fascinated by the idea that there is a giant gap between what happened in our ancient past and then what happened in 1947 with the Roswell crash. The Roswell crash is when the extra, extraterrestrials returned. I don't think that this is the case. I don't... Th I'm sorry. I don't think that this is the case. After being asked why aliens stopped visiting and that they have been here at least observing us the entire time, perhaps not as involved as they were in our remote past with guiding us, giving us advice and giving us knowledge. But providing that they did this, it's something that they're interested to see how it all worked out and how it's all working out. So I don't think they've left completely. The, that's an idea, of course. Ugh. That was a tongue twister. Now, they asked Giorgio um, about being a meme. And he says he's honored to be a meme. I think it's a great honor to have been embraced by the interwebs worldwide. I really think that it shows that it doesn't show anything. But it shows that people embrace the show. And I think it's wonderful that the fan base and I have the best fans in the world. Um, they asked Giorgio if he ever saw a UFO, and he claims to have seen a UFO last summer. He says on August 8th, 2014, so almost a year ago, um, he was at a, he was at a desert conference and they were, uh, looking at the Big Dipper and they saw stars in the Big Dipper, which didn't belong there. And after about 10 minutes of observing those two stars they began to move um he said he wouldn't even talk about the event except that there were 27 people there who all saw the same thing so you know it's it's pretty cool that he actually saw it the number four thing that we learned about Giorgio is that his hairstyle is no accident uh one th one theory that Takalos was quick to debunk that his, famously, that his famously big hair was naturally that wild. Oh, it's definitely styled, he says. I mean, it's a lot of hairspray. I think I have to lose the headphones because I'm hearing an echo in my ear and it's screwing me up while I'm reading. Sorry about that, folks. Um, the number three thing we learned about Giorgio is there is no one theory that proves extraterrestrial life exists. It's not necessarily one piece of the puzzle, per se, says Giorgio, when asked about the most plausible theory of extraterrestrial existence. It is the overall picture, because what we are talking about in the ancient astronaut theory, we are talking about circumstantial evidence. It's a combination of, the, of a whole bunch of pieces that can be regarded as circumstantial evidence. And in the court of law, circumstantial evidence allows you to win court cases. There are no crashed UFOs that are on display anywhere. No extraterrestrials whose tools that have been found. Those are all items that so far have not been discovered. There is no one concise piece of evidence that we can say, look, here's the smoking gun. So it's a combination of everything, all different pieces. The number two thing that we learned about Giorgio from ancient aliens is he is totally cool with you thinking he's crazy. Um, he says... That's perfectly fine, because I'm the first one to admit that I'm talking. what I'm talking about is crazy and can be regarded as crazy. So I'm perfectly aware that these thoughts sound how these thoughts sound out there. But this does not prevent me from continuing to ask questions, because if in this day and age asking questions means that you're crazy, 
Then I admit I'm the craziest of them all. And the number one thing we learned about Giorgio is that extraterrestrial technology could make aliens invisible to us. When asked about his thoughts on, on the Fermi paradox, Tukalis replied, the Fermi paradox is an incredibly important observation. However, we do, do we have the... Let me restart that again. However, we have to understand that providing extraterrestrials exist and providing that they have been here in the past, we are cur currently either observing or even still visiting us their technology is far beyond uh, what we can even imagine. The idea and suggestion that, you know, they exist where they are just because we cannot see them does not mean that they are not here. Because of their technological capabilities would allow us to appear invisible to us. Wow! You would think, I don't know how to read. Sorry, folks. I'm getting tongue-tied. I'm also reading it off of my iPhone, so... So I got to make the font bigger. But that's what we learned about Giorgio. Giorgio knows you think he's crazy, and he's cool with that. So let's move on. We've had a little fun with Giorgio. Um, how many people out there have read the Weekly World News? It used to be published. You used to be able to get it on the newsstand uh, right next to the... National Enquirer and people, and it was the only source of true news, quote-unquote. Um, and if anybody's seen it, they were known for their ridiculously crazy um, Photoshopped images, although they were pre-Photoshopped. Um, think aliens with wings and crazy headlines. I, I'll never forget... One of the great headlines was Bigfoot stole my wife and made her pregnant. Uh, they're still out there today, believe it or not. They are an online presence and they still put out the stories and the headlines. and you know. But they become much more cult following because you can't get them in the stores like they used to be. But one of the famous stories they were known for was the Bat Boy. He was human and bat mixed. Well, there's a documentary coming out calling, uh, called The Hunt for Bat Boy. And in this documentary, and it, they claim it's an award-winning documentary. I don't know what these awards come from. or, um, But it's an award-winning documentary. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks promising. Their webs if, you, if you're interested... Their website is thehuntforbatboy.com. And so far they have a listing of three episodes on there with the full descriptions. Um, apparently Batboy originally came from the caves in West Virginia, as the legend goes. Batboy was spotted all over the place. Well, in fact, it was Lewisburg, West Virginia. What's get that clarified so these folks put together a team and they're going out and searching for Bat Boy sounds crazy but is it any crazier than the Bigfoot Hunters well yeah probably because um, at least the Bigfoot Hunters have you know 
dozens upon dozens of genuine sightings to go search out. Um, but this should be amusing. So anybody who's into the weekly world news, this is something you should check out. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I think the, the episodes are going to be on YouTube. And eventually this go, they're going to be for sale uh, as a full documentary uh, for what I could see. And again, they're on the Weekly World News. Uh, it's, I should say, it's from the stories that were covered in the Weekly World News. And if you are still interested in the Weekly World News, you can go to weeklyworldnews.com. Um, this is not an endorsement, by the way. This is just because I think it's one of the f- most fun, um, satirical kind of uh, newspaper magazines you can read. Uh, they've had some of the greatest headlines over the years, you know. They had stories about Ronald Reagan being an alien, and they had the proof, you know. Uh, all kinds of stuff over the years. So if you remember them, or if you're too young to remember the Weekly World News, which, I don't know if they, they I think they physically stopped producing somewhere around 2005. Um, could be even later than that. But now they're only... An online presence, which is kind of sad because they were fun to grab that magazine and flip through. And, and you also had you used to get some crazy advertisements in there from offbeat products and stuff. And, you know, they, it was fun. But so with that, we're going to take one more break here. And then we're going to come back and have two more quick segments for you. Uh, so listen to this song and we'll be right back.
Okay, folks, we're back. Um, what we're going to talk about now is 12 lesser-known paranormal creatures. Now, truth be known, not all of these are lesser-known. Um, a lot of them have come into uh, popularity in the last few years. But some of them you may not know. I know I didn't know them. And number 12 is the Poolong. He, it's a, a creature from Malaysian mythology... And supposedly is created when a human stores the blood of a dead person for two weeks, mixes it with their own, and they're able to create this creature, this scary monster that they can control called the Poolong. Interesting. Um, don't know if I buy it, but okay. The next one is number 11, the Beto Beto San. The Beto Beto San. It's a creature from Japanese folklore. If you can imagine, it looks like Pac-Man. Um, it looks like a round ball with it's a, with a big mouth, big teeth, and has two legs and very big feet. Um, and it usually scares people by walking up rapidly behind him. Hmm... Don't know if I'd buy Pac-Man. But it's a piece of Japanese folklore. Who knows? You know, I've never seen one. Number 10 is the Mazikeen. Um This comes out of Jewish mythology. And they are invisible demons. Um, sometimes called the Shidim or the Shihirin. They like to play tricks on humans. And they most often stay invisible but they can take any shape they want which is scary um hope never to see one of those to be honest of course number nine we have the incubus and succubus these creatures are considered to be demons or evil spirits that have sex with sleeping humans um i don't think that's a lesser known uh piece of paranormal we, we, we all know of them. The next one is, number eight, is the Manicor. It's part of Persian uh, mythology. Um, it's similar to the Egyptian Sphinx. Uh, it has the body of a lion, the head of a human, and rows of sharp teeth and wings. Don't know if I've seen many of those flying around. But that is a piece of uh, paranormal that people claim is real. I, I, okay. Whatever. Number seven is the Abaraman. Uh, the Abaraman were a race of people who lived on Mount Imaeus. Uh, it's now what's known as the Himalayan, uh, Himalayan Mountains. Um, the thing about them is that they're humans, but their feet grew backwards. Um, not too scary, just... Weird looking because they're people with backward feet. Um, don't know if that, you know, don't. If they were in walking around here, I know the rotten kids around here would just look at them and go, different, different. I don't know if that would be very scary, but, you know, you know how kids are. They're rotten. Number six is the Teak Blang Lang. It's from. Philippine folklore, and it's a half-human, half-horse creature. 
they dwell in the forests and the mountains and like to leave travelers astray. Some people view them as protectors of nature while others see them as harmful to humans. I don't know, but they're interesting. Horse head on a human's body. Who wouldn't want one of those as a friend? I know I would. Number five, the star children. That just sounds really cool. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but star children. All right. There are different versions of the star children. There's star children, indigo children, crystal children, and rainbow children. They're supposed to be highly sensitive and very tuned into the things around them. They are believed to have come from, they have come to Earth from a different plane. Okay. I, I, okay, so they're here, they came from somewhere else. But, you know, they're highly tuned to things around them. But how does that help me? How does it help you? I don't know. The next one is the Chubacabra. Um, the word literally means goat sucker. It was named, it was named because it, it attacks and then drinks the blood of livestock of the people in Puerto Rico. Uh, it's not a very tall creature, but it has sharp spines growing from its spinal cord. Kind of looks like a evil looking dog with spines, you know, sharp spines. Um, there have been a lot of photos of what people believe are chubacabra. But in most cases, they've been dogs with mange, hairless cats, things like that. I haven't seen one yet, but then again, I haven't been to Puerto Rico and whatever. The next one is, at number three, spring Heel Jack. Um, there are different versions of this strange creature, but the British version of uh, spring Heel Jack, he's a man-like creature with wings, red eyes, and a mouth that'll shout, shout out, uh, shoot out blue and white flames. He's often clawed um, and attacks lone pedestrians. Now that that's a scary one. I don't know if I now I just don't even know if I want to go to England. If that thing exists in England, I don't want to deal with it. Now, number two is one that's grown in popularity. Survey says number two, black-eyed children. All right, now these children look normal in every way except for their absolutely black eyes with no white. Uh, they often ask people to invite them into their homes or give them lifts in their cars. They have a frightening aura and use odd old-fashioned languages. Uh, the thing about them is never invite them into your home, never invite them into your car because that's where the horror movies always start. Just just keep it right there. Just, no, go away. Go, go, go play in the other kids. Go, go down that road down to your house. Get those black-eyed kids out of here. I'll call the cops on you. Yeah. Number one is one that we actually have come across in the paranormal field for reals. And that is shadow people. Um, there are a number of different kinds of shadow people. These creatures usually show themselves to people lying in bed as dark shadows. Uh, they stand in doorways besides the bed. People feel threatened and helpless uh, as long as these shadow people are around. But as we know as investigators, they, they get seen everywhere. They get seen in, in old insane asylums, old hospitals, everywhere. I mean, there's no... I, I, it's, 
it's something that's been a phenomenon that's really been growing. And a lot of people have different theories. People believe that they are creatures from another dimension. Other people believe that they're um, ghosts that haven't fully manifested. Some people think they're demons. Um, for some reason, people with no real evidence of it consider them evil. Um, we don't know if they're evil. I've never heard of anybody being attacked by a shadow person. But, you know, so that's shadow people. I would love to be able to catch one on film. I have something that on film from Gettysburg that I don't know if I would call a shadow person. Uh, we have a video that we were filming in Gettysburg. And there was something that blocked out the light and walked across the camera. Now, I wouldn't necessarily call it a shadow person, to be honest, but it was um, really interesting. Okay, okay. Um, just to kind of give you an update. Hold on one second. I'm getting a lot of noise. Hold on, let me see if I can correct this. Okay, folks, seem to have fixed it, at least I hope. Again, just to let you know, we're going to just talk about this real quick. This is a whole new studio. I am using new software, new headphones, new microphones. Everything here is new. I don't know um, if everything's working correctly. We're going to find out. I put this show together on the flags and wanted to get a show done. Um, you may have heard it through the show. I've been nervous as hell just for the sake of full disclosure. I haven't done a show in a while, so it's not as comfortable and natural as it usually is. It's also a little tougher because I don't have my partner with me. Um, so I have to fill this whole hour with just my random thoughts. It's scary. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting experience, and hopefully we can get these out to you, and I'm really happy for the people who stayed with us and believed in us. Um, I really really appreciate it. I do want to say thank you to two people who I know have been our biggest supporters. Um, first is my old high school buddy, Joe Noonan. He has reached out to me on a number of occasions saying, hey, when's the show coming back? When's the show coming back? When's the show coming back? Getting emails from him. I've had emails from other people. He's been the most consistent. Another person who I want to thank is Jennifer Wood. As you know, Jennifer has been a guest in the past. And I know with Jennifer, I always have uh, her support. She is a really good friend of mine in the field. And I just want to thank her for hanging in there, too. Um, she's a really good friend of mine. And, and I really love the fact that she stood there. And, and I know she's always got our back, just like we always have her back. So um, she's got some things going on as well. Um, hopefully I can get her on uh, one of the shows to kind of promote some of those cool things that she has going on. So, look forward to that, hopefully, down the line. Uh, I hope you're listening, Jen. Actually, I know you are. But we'll talk about getting you on. Uh, just so you guys know, again, I want to reach out. Again, we're going to go live on Spreaker soon. I'll make the announcement when that takes place. That should be a lot of fun because we will have the chat room open. You'll be able to ask questions live. Uh, that'll cause some nice interaction uh, between the show and the fans. And I know not everybody's going to see that this came back so if you can really help us spread the word we really appreciate it i notice our 
Facebook posts haven't been getting the same amount of views that they did in the past. One thing that you guys can help with, and it's a really small thing, is just by liking and commenting our posts. That helps spread it because then people see it on your walls, it gets spread, and that'll keep the show expanding. Um, some other things to some people say we'll look forward to, other people will be like, no. We will have some um, people advertising on the show in the very near future. I'm going to keep those brief. There's going to be maybe three to four advertisements to show. They're going to be short. Um, only because th the podcast costs money to run and we need to pay the bills somehow. So just to go ahead and know. Also, too, uh, one of the other things is I changed careers recently. So I have a lot more free time, which means that the shows will get to you on a more regularly scheduled basis. So again, the way it's going to work is you're going to get... A live show each week. Uh, you're going to get a live... Sh I should say, you're going to get a recorded show every single week. And a live show every uh, other week. Now, the way it's going to work is... To get, just real quick, sum it up. There are going to be two fully dedicated recorded shows. And then there are going to be two live shows. The live shows will air... Or, or will be recorded and put into the podcast time slot the following week. So if you do miss the live show, you'll be, you'll be still be able to tune in. So you're going to get content four weeks a month. And again, we're going to roll this season right until the holidays. Uh, once the holidays come, again, we'll take a break because not a lot of people are going to listen. But it's really important for us to do shows this time of year because we are going into the paranormal busy season. In case anybody hasn't noticed, Halloween equipment or Halloween decorations and whatnot, have already started to hit the stores. Uh, summer is going to be wrapping up in another two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Uh, officially not. It's a little further, but, you know, everybody will be back to school. The weasel is going to start changing. Fall is going to roll in. Football season is going to start. Um, and next thing you know, Halloween will be here. And as anybody who knows anything about the paranormal field, this is the time of year once people get Halloween in their head that paranormal teams get tons of phone calls because everybody's consciously thinking about ghosts and ghouls and demons and all that other good stuff. The movies will be on TV. There will be a heightened awareness. So a lot of people's imaginations start to run wild. And this is the time of year where we just get phone calls and when we really have to be careful about screening uh, those phone calls. Um, you know, last year at this time, that was the other thing. We got a lot of phone calls for investigations. Um, I didn't get much into the investigations that we've been doing lately. Uh, we'll do go into that next episode. Just next episode, we're going to talk about some things that, um, we'll be moving through pretty quickly. We attended the Hudson Valley, uh, Paracon. That was a lot of fun. We did a preliminary investigation at, uh, Museum Village, in Warwick, New York. Um, and we've done some other things too that were really kind of cool. Uh, historic forts and whatnot. We're going to talk about that stuff next week. We'll have a nice segment on that. Kind of catch you guys up. Um, working on a guest. Can't say for sure I will have that guest. But I'm hoping. Um, you guys will know once I know. Uh, once everything's official. But with that being said. We're going to play a song out of here. And see you guys next week.
I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you. If you have ghosts, you have everything. If you have ghosts, you have everything. You can say.